really got it bumping. Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone. Grab of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go. The cage match, it's on now. When I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bring in the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place or get smacked down. Play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome, boot to the face. EJ Reed, Chris Rucker here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where I'm sure they will talk about the Denver Nuggets just mollywhopping the Miami Heat. Miami actually looking like a number eight seed yesterday, and I'm sure they will talk about my Las Vegas Golden Knights trying to wrap up the Stanley Cup final tonight in Las Vegas. I bet that's going to be fun. That kicks off at 8 p.m. But we are here to talk about wrestling, and I am Chris Rucker, and that is EJ. EJ, what's up? I'm doing swell. Glad to be back. Talking the crazy world of professional wrestling. How you doing, man? I'm good. I, uh... I... (laughs) I had a crazy weekend, which I'm going to get into tomorrow on 80 Proof. But, like, I went to this place. It was, it, the only thing I could describe it as is, like, an underground dungeon on this weekend. And it amazes me how you can live in a city and not know shit about certain things. And you go to it and everybody knows about it. Like, it was a dance hall. Where you walk into this like shipping container looking thing and it goes underground under the parking lot. Can you hear me? Oh, it goes under the parking lot. And for whatever reason, we were the first two people in there. They opened at 11 p.m. And by 1130, there was nowhere to walk, sit, do anything. It was just full of people fucking dancing. And it was it was one of those moments when I realized I'm too old for this shit and you said this was a underground dungeon what kind of kinky stuff you into man it wasn't a dungeon it was like uh it was built underneath this parking lot so like we were in downtown atlanta claremont lounge and all that kind of shit is around and there's this parking lot and this thing is built underneath the parking lot so you walk in you're above ground and you start going down and back into it and it's basically just like a big ass shipping container built underneath the fucking <laughs> built underneath the the ground and it's it's a dance club and apparently oh. everybody in Atlanta knows about it except for me never fucking heard of it and it's literally just a bar and a dance floor and there's like two little stations where you could sit down there's no tables there's no couches none of that shit everything's concrete it's literally just a place people go to drink and dance what's the demographics of this place everybody was there ej i watched two black dudes have a dance off why always gotta be us in the middle of the four 
cooning and buffooning. Everybody was <laughs> everybody was around him in the circle, like, oh, they was fucking throwing it back to each other. I was like, Am I watching fucking break? Breaking or whatever the fuck it was called back in the day? Like And then it was, you know, the white people were in there, like losing their shit. Hispanic people were in there, like it was lesbians were in there. It was it was everybody. Everybody was just there to fucking dance and have fun. What was the like age range for this place? It probably went anywhere from twenty one to sixty. Like I saw ages wide range. Yeah. The two people that were having to dance off, one of the guys looked like he was fifty and one of the guys looked like he was probably between your age and my age. Huh. Good for them. Wouldn't have been me. I'm not here for y'all entertainment. Y'all dance with me. I was I was chilling against the wall. Uh, sitting because we got there early, so we went and got a couple of drinks and sat down. And dog, when I tell you, there was a, a a lesbian couple that we were outside talking to. We were waiting in line, and it was us, and it was the two of them, maybe like one other person. And turned around, I was talking, took a couple of drinks, turned back around, it was full of fucking people. And we left at like one thirty, and the the line was like down the street of people to get in. They had too many people in already. So these people were just waiting. And somebody's got a fucking grill, like, selling hot dogs outside. Like, just the most grimy fucking thing you could think of. But it was fun. Like, I could see myself getting in a lot of trouble there in my younger days. Is this, like, a newer place? No. No. I've I've heard of it, but I haven't heard of it. Like, I've heard of it, but I've never been. I think I actually delivered to it for my job before. When I used to run it, I I told them I don't want to go downtown Atlanta anymore. But I don't blame you, man. With that traffic, yeah. So that noise. It was, but, it was uh, a fun little weekend. I was gonna say, um, this is kind of off subject, but you were talking about something underground. Is a uh, underground Atlanta still a thing? Honestly, I don't know. I ain't been since I was like sixteen or seventeen. I don't know if underground is still there or not. Uh, you ain't been there since the nineties. No, nah, last time I went something like that, we went to Freaknik. <laughs> that was it. Uh, I'm, underground Atlanta was a, a mall, or it was. It had a Hooters down there. Uh, let's see. Underground Atlanta is a shopping entertainment district in the Five Points neighborhood in downtown Atlanta. Yeah, first opened in 1969. It's still there. Oh, that's that's like when you wanted to really connect with the city, like see where. Oh no, no. Aliens are from like no, Linux? It's closed. 2017, oh. the lower level closed. Oh man, you gave me hope for a second. That's come back to Atlanta. I take you to fucking MJQs. I don't know what that is. That's the place I just went to this weekend. Oh, we had a. Let's just say this: if you want to hear about my weekend, tune in to 80 Proof tomorrow on Twitch. Basically, we went to get wings at this place called the Local, a little hole in the wall. Best wings I've ever had. Uh, and we went to, there's a famous strip club here called the Claremont Lounge where like the old strippers go. So it's like a bunch of grand, it's like a novelty thing, right? Like you have to visit Claremont. I've never been. So before we went there, we went to the roof of the Claremont, which is this old ass hotel. You pay $5 to get up there. I have a bunch of pictures and shit that I could show from like the sunset and just people hanging out up there. I got stories about that. Uh, and then we decided to just go to the Claremont Lounge until the other place opened. And I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by the titties that were there because I was expecting grandma titties. And there was a lot of actually nice young woman titties. 
is uh, Claremont, the club where they send uh, the graduates of Magic City off the pasture. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. They had a uh, they had a famous stripper named Blondie that retired a couple years ago. She was an old chick, had a huge boob. I I never saw this. I just heard like everybody I knew talked about it. Had huge boobs like down to her knees. She would like crunch beer cans and shit with them. And she was like, she would make so much fucking money because it's the novelty of going to the Claremont. Like, and this place was packed also. Like, we sat at the bar and there's people like standing up all around us and shit. Like, it was. It was a night, like I said. I'm, I'll get more in depth tomorrow on eighty proof, but it was, it was some shit I wasn't ready for, and some shit that I'm just, I didn't even know it existed. Like I live in Atlanta for twenty five years now, and I've never done the shit that I did this weekend. So that's the thing. Um, Atlanta is huge, though, man. I mean, it's like what fourth, fifth biggest city in the country. So it's a lot of stuff that out there you probably ain't even tap into yet oh i know it is we actually uh on the way there shit started looking familiar so i googled where i was and i was like two miles from the ivy which is where uh Covino and rich came by when they did their road trip in atlanta oh uh, yeah so we were pretty close to buckhead for a while and then ended up in the hood and it was how, the hood. how close is buckhead because buckhead that's where the bougie people are how close yeah. is that to the hood though Three, four miles, maybe. Uh, so you got to drive a little bit before. I mean, you, cross you can over that line. You really don't though. Like Atlanta's, like you could be walking and it can be hipsters having IPAs on the porch, and you go two stoplights up and there's crackheads in front of the liquor store. Like it happens like that. And be like that sometimes. Yeah, I don't like downtown Atlanta. I like it and I don't like it. I don't like driving to it. I don't like a lot of the people that are there but there are certain things in downtown atlanta that i do like so it's like it's a love-hate relationship with me man most downtown areas are for the birds just because it's so congested overpopulated yeah but yeah i'm discovering new stuff in atlanta so that's a thing um let's talk some wrestling ej Let's, let's just dive right into it we had a lot of shit going on this week Starting with AEW Dynamite last week. Um, the big takeaways from that were what, in your opinion? From Dynamite? Yeah. I'll tell you what Let's mine see. is if you, if you if you need a minute to gather yourself. So, it's been a... Dynamite's always so far from when we do the shows. Yeah. I know the Cole MJF thing... Uh, BCC squash. I don't know who. I can't remember who they squashed. They really didn't squash. It was best friends and somebody. Oh, that that was a little bit competitive. You're right. Uh, announcement for the main event for Collision. Uh, so, what was the main event? That's what I'm trying to think of. That's terrible if I can't even think of what the main event. Oh, it was uh, J J J uh, White versus Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks. I don't know what my biggest takeaway from it. It was it was a good show, but you know nothing mind blowing happening from it. Nothing mind blowing happened, but my biggest takeaway is Orange Cassidy's the fucking man. Uh, um, him and Swerve killed it. You put that in our Discord, which if you're not following our Discord, hit our link tree, and our Discord link is in there. You put in our Discord that they killed it, so I was like, I'm I'm actually watch this match. So I was shaving and I had it on, and I was just like, how the fuck did Swerve not win this match? But Orange Cassidy. 
has an underrated title reign that I think because they they send him out there every week right now, I don't think it's going to be appreciated until it's over with. Uh, I mean, I feel like people are appreciating him right now. A lot of people already have him on the short list for in-ring guys of the year. Um, so when you asked that question, I was kind of thinking more so a storyline, but that was probably my match of the week last week. Like I, like you said, I was posting in the Discord about it. What an amazing fucking match, man. And Swerve is really Swerve. underrated, too. I was, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I say Swerve is underappreciated, man. Yeah. Um, he really is. That motherfucker is going on with good. His mogul affiliates. I think that's goofy. But as far as uh, overall presentation from him as an individual... He he has it. They just need to, you know, kind of give him the ball and let him run with it. I thought he was going to actually take the belt for a little bit. I think one of the reasons Swerve's not getting his just due is because he's always in some fucking team or a faction, right? Like, he's with Hit Row in WWE. Then he immediately went to Swerve in Our Glory with Keith Lee. Now he's in this mogul affiliate shit that, like, nobody really fucking understands or knows, like, who's all in it. It's just a bunch of motherfuckers just running around him, and he's putting on banger matches but losing the big ones. And then he's got people coming in and jump him. And I don't care. They could just do this every week. When you turn the lights out and the lights come back on and Sting is there, I turn into a little kid every fucking time. Oh, yeah. You think uh, it's still a possibility of your dream of him being at Wembley? All in with MJF? I don't know. I no, like I think it's going to be Cole and MJF. What? Why? Why? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that later, but I don't think I would like to see that at Wembley. Um, but as far as Swerve goes, you think he's a, more of a AEW type guy or a sports entertainer in WWE? Because I feel like he can maybe go either way. I mean, yeah. I feel like if he were to go back to WWE, that would be a shot in the arm that Hit Row would need. I feel like he could take that group back to another level. But mm-hmm. then Don't put him AEW back with is Hit a good company for him to actually showcase his skills in the ranks. I don't know. I'm kind of torn about where Swerve would fit in better at this time. I would put him back in Hit Row just so he could turn on him the next week. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't put him back in hit row. I would if he was to go back to WWE, I'd have him by himself. And if he stays in AW, which he obviously is going to cuz he just got there, I would fucking get him away from all these factions and shit. Just let him let him be him. I don't know, man. I feel like if he were to go back WWE solo, I feel like he's perfect guy to run a group though. I feel like if he were by himself, they wouldn't let him be him. I mean, you know, it's better that Triple H is in charge, but I feel like they would just run him out there, not give him time on the mic, just have him put on banger matches, which would be the same position that Ricochet is in right now. I feel like Ricochet would be better served off in a different company. Like, he's there. You could put him in, put him in some high spots, but I feel like he isn't maximizing his potential in the company right now. I feel like Ricochet's got a really good shot to win money in the bank. He's not. He's not winning. La Knight ain't winning. He probably probably will, unless they just want to be stubborn like they haven't been in the past. They have been stubborn in the past. Only only two people I can see winning it are him and Damian. I don't think. It, I think it'll either be Ricochet or Nakamura. All right. Well, 
We'll make our predictions when that time comes. I just uh, I was watching Monday Night Raw and I heard them say a special start time at 3 p.m. for Money in the yeah, Bank. It's in London. It's in London. They have to. Damn. I didn't even think about I don't know why I was thinking Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two different parts of the uh, world. Damn, that means All In's going to be at like 3 o'clock. Yeah. No, fucking All In can go as long as they want to. It's at 3 o'clock. I got all day. <laughs> Tony's like a kid in a candy shop. I can run it five hours, six hours now. Which you probably will. Jeez, oh, they better not charge for that. They still haven't even really said what's going to happen. They should be putting that on Max. But I digress. You got Max? Yeah, I got it. It rolled over from HBO Max. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I think I got it some kind of way through Apple having an iPhone or. Maybe it's my AT&T service. I can't, I can't remember. I got that for free, and I got another streaming service for free. And then Peacock's actually doing away with their free shit that you get with Xfinity Internet. You're about to have to start paying for that pretty soon. Do anything they can to make an extra buck. Only $3 a month, though. Two ninety nine a month. That ain't bad. Still, man. All these services are hard to keep up with at the end of the day. Um, Speaking of... Peacock. Word is that WWE, Fox, and NBC are not having good negotiations right now, and Disney has emerged as a probable landing spot for WWE where they'll end up on FX and which I thought FF, FX was Fox anyway. It is. Disney owns Fox. Okay. Okay. Um, then why would they take them off of why would they take SmackDown off of Fox, though, if Disney owns Fox? That makes no sense to me. It's it's weird. They own, like, 20th Century Fox, I want to say, which may be a little bit different. But maybe maybe they're talking about Raw. Maybe they're just talking about Raw. Yeah. Um, but they'll do that, and then they'll probably move all the network shit over again to the Disney Plus app. Um, which maybe. When you go back and watch the Attitude Era stuff now, they can actually put some of the other shit in there because they've got Deadpool on Disney Plus app. They've got a little bit of Rated R shit on there. So maybe they could put the TVMA stuff back on that uh, Peacock's kind of editing down a little bit. I doubt it because it's just politically incorrect because Peacock has like Rated R and mature stuff on there. I just think they just took all of it out for political correctness reasons could be right i wish they would just leave it on there and just like put a disclaimer um but yeah i honestly i'm like i'm torn because i hate peacock the way they got wwe's pay-per-views and and backlog stuff on there but i really don't want to go through another change of fucking (laughs) going and learning the new interface on a new fucking app to get around you know what i mean like i just learned how to get around the cock (laughs) so yeah you might want to rearrange how you said that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i just learned that now you're about to send me over to fucking disney plus huh whatever I, I, i don't know i don't know if you'll be able to answer this or maybe somebody in the chat is FX is widely available as USA? Uh, I think it is. I think FX is one of those main cable channels that, like, 
you know, you got your first tier of cable where you only get like 40 channels and you got your next tier where you start getting like MTV, ESPN and shit like that. I think FX is on that second tier with USA and MTV and BET and all that kind of shit. Okay. Well, if it's a lateral move, I don't see, you know, it being that much of an inconvenience for us. But like you said, but then we got to learn a new interface and it'll probably take them what it, it took them like what a good six months for them to finally transfer all the stuff from wwe network to peacock uh I, honestly i can't remember how the how the changeover went i just remember one day they were like this is the last day for the wwe network you got to move over to peacock and for the for the longest time i remember watching a pay-per-view you couldn't pause it you couldn't rewind it like it was pretty fucked up and it took them a lot of time to eventually uh, roll over all that stuff yeah because you know, that's like thousands and thousands of hours of footage that they gotta roll over so i don't know what their contract is enough for a while though right uh a couple years i think like they usually they usually negotiated when they got less than two years left mm, i don't know that's I'm surprised they didn't try to, you know, because they were Endeavor now, try to roll that up and all do ESPN+. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, didn't they debut on Fox before COVID? Yeah, it was October oh, then, of 2019. Then, yeah, then they got they got a year and a half left then. Because if it was 2019, then that means they signed a five-year billion-dollar contract with Fox. So they got a year and a half left. So... Hey, this is allegedly why Vince McMahon had to come back to negotiate these TV deals, so they better do it correctly, man. It better not be all confusing and mixed up and all over the place. Or he could have stayed his old ass at home. He did what he was supposed to do. He got the motherfuckers sold for how much they sell for again? A billion? Some shit like that? A couple billion dollars? It was like nine point something billion or something. That's a lot of money yeah. for a wrestling company, dog. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty penny. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find my notes that I got here. Uh, Collision debuts this Saturday. Actually, EJ, we already got our main event, which is is that soon? Yes, this Saturday, the seventeenth. I was hoping it would be the Saturday after next. More wrestling to watch, man. I'm excited about it. I'll tell you why. I feel like a Saturday night wrestling show. Like, who really goes out, you know, before 9, 9.30? You got something to do while you're getting ready. If you, like me, I have my kids every other weekend. So if we're not, like, out doing something, about 8, 8.30, my kids start fucking disappearing and going into their room. I can just sit here and watch some fucking live wrestling every other week with no interruptions. Um, but yeah, Collision debuts this coming Saturday. The main event will be FTR and CM Punk versus Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe. I don't understand Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe. Did I miss something? No, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they just they have no type of ties with each other. Doesn't make any sense unless they're teasing that after the match Joe's gonna join. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get the connection with Joe and CM Punk. Why are they face each other? Joe and FTR. Why are they facing each other? Punk and 
the matchup is just head scratching. But uh, before we get into that more, back to your point, like what happened to the rumor time that they were going to do? 605 that would have been the perfect time for a saturday night man was it a rumor was it just people like online saying that that's what they should do it was a it was a i mean can't it be both it was a rumor and that's what people wanted them to do i mean if that was never like in the plan though but i mean yeah it, it sounds cool right they pretty much stole wcw saturday night's graphics they stole uh monday nitro's kind of logo look so then you're right like why not do fucking 605 on Saturday night. Like, honestly, that would have been better for people that are going out. Like, you want to go out to dinner, you can watch wrestling first while your woman's getting ready because you know it's going to take her an hour and a half, two hours. And then she's going to yell at you for not being ready while you're sitting there watching the main event. Like, soon as shit starts heating up, they make the hot tag. She's like, I'm ready. Let's go. It's like, baby, wait. Wait. They just tag Sting in. Like, relax. Um. Yeah, that would have worked though. You're right. That would have been that would have been perfect. I'm sh- I'm sure there's a reason why they didn't do it. They probably that time slot probably wasn't available. You know, they got to put Law and Order's probably on TNT at that time. Uh, the Big Bang Theory rerun for the millionth time. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, people are gonna watch just because Punk is gonna come back. But it doesn't really make sense storyline wise why they got those six facing off each other. I mean, I like the spot for Bullet Club Gold because, you know, people are still getting familiar with what they're about and you're still introducing Jay White to an American crowd. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe Punk comes out at the beginning of the show and stirs some shit up. You think he's going to be on his best behavior or you think he's going to come back and they're just going to say, just say whatever the fuck you want. Like, let's get some, <laughs> let's get some shit stirred up. My best behavior, explain that a little bit more. I mean, toeing the line. I mean, not coming out and being mad at Hangman Page and cutting the fucking promo on the babyface world champion when you're the babyface. Not coming out, like, talking shit about people doing snow angels in the middle of the fucking ring when John Moxley's music's playing. Like, you think he's actually going to be on his good behavior or you think... If, I, if it were me and I was his boss... I would have had this talk with him a long time ago, put him in line, like, I'm the boss, you're the employee, I'm paying you a shitload of money, like, do what the fuck I say. And when he says yes, I'm going to say, what I'm going to tell you to do (laughs) is to go out there and act like you're not doing what the fuck I say, and act like you're going into business for yourself, kind of like the pipe bomb thing, and just make it look like you're doing whatever the fuck you want, and just become a big, like, fucking overheel of the company like if they play this right this can be the biggest thing opposite the bloodline what i think they should do is kind of what you said you know act like you're going off script act like you're ignoring what tony khan says you know play off that heat that they had back at brawl out what i think they're going to do is i think they're going to play safe i don't think they're going to even mention the elite when he comes out they're going to act like it didn't happen it's going to kind of rub the fans the wrong way, especially AEW smart fans, you know, act like they know everything in the world. So, you know, they're going to be chirping when he ignores it. I think they're not even going to address it at first. I feel like they're going to try to test the waters and see what kind of reaction he gets. I think they fucking lean into it, man. Just lean into so it. Just, just piss a bunch of people off, get people talking. Like, AEW's 
ratings right now aren't the best, and I see these fucking crowd shots every week. Like I know, I know people can take pictures of stuff like before everybody gets there, but there's a lot of these pictures floating around the internet where these 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 arenas they got are like half empty. comes in waves but i feel like they they hit a pretty good number for ratings wise you know that comes and goes especially with sports and whatnot i think they hit a 900 last week which is pretty solid um but is it know, though like, like you said, impact was doing that fucking years ago impact was doing like 1.5 million on spike that's back when streaming and illegal streams and legal streams weren't i hear you i hear you but like we're talking Impact, the 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 second rate company that everybody talks shit about, who people should be watching because Impact is pretty fucking good right now. But like they don't even have a a regular cable contract, you know. Like yeah. Impact was doing one point five million, and they can't even crack a million like regularly until they factor in a bunch of other numbers. Like they did just sell seventy thousand tickets at Wembley. They do have a new contract. Like they are doing that. But we gotta be honest, like they're they're kinda in a in a low period right now. Like ticket sales aren't know, the man. best. Every every city they go to that they've already been to, there's a decline in ticket sales. Except for Chicago. They're having trouble selling these tickets on this Canadian tour they're doing for collision. Like, they're not doing the best. Well, we talked about that on a different show, so for all you go back and listen to that. They just they do need to spread out where they travel to as far as actual ticket sales. But as far as ratings, man, you bring up Impact, but when Impact was doing that, that what WWE was consistently doing three, the four million, and WWE, what, they do like round two something in Raw. So you got to put that in perspective when comparing ratings. Yeah, but SmackDown's doing 2.5 million every week. Raw's That's doing like 1.8 million every week. And, that's relatively good if Impact's doing, but not Impact, AEW's doing between eight, nine, and Raw's doing one point something. Raw's been around forever, uh, and SmackDown is on network TV. Fox, everybody gets Fox. You get Fox without a uh, subscription. It's also on a shitty night of the week, though. It's on Friday night where everybody goes out. It's still, it's still Fox. I'm just saying. I mean, can't compare Impact and AEW though. Man, it was different times. That was ten years ago. But I get what you're saying, though. They're not they're not booming right now, but I feel like they're not doing horrible. They're kind of just coasting right now. They do need something to put a spark back in it, and maybe Punk will be that spark that they need. Maybe Punk is that shot in the arm. Yeah, we'll see. Like you said, I mean, I'm not happy about watching two hours more wrestling a week, but I'm excited to see how they roll this show out because, you know, they better come correct because if it's a miss, then it's going to be all bad for them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before we go to break, I'll bring this up. Tony Khan was quoted as saying that they're not going to do a hard brand split. So they're not going to do a draft, but they are going to have people on certain shows that are stuck to those shows. And every now and then they can move back and forth. So basically he's saying we're going to have a draft. I just ain't going to tell you all about it. And these people aren't going to be exclusive to these shows but they are and then every now and then we'll move them back and forth you think this is the right thing to do or you think they should just have like moxley can show up on dynamite whenever he wants or collision or do you think it should be 
two separate rock. Like right now, they're promoting Miro, Thunder Rosa, uh, Andrade, CM Punk, people that are all basically like disenfranchised from the company for Collision. Collision's like the fucking misfit toys. <laughs> and then you got the fucking kiss ass toys over here on Dynamite, you know, like. Um, I, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't like it. I like, I guess it essentially it's a soft split. So I've always said that I don't like uh, the fact that WWE does a hard split because, you know, you're kind of hampering your creativity as far as, you know, what you could do on each show because you're having the same people come out every week, even though they, they don't really care about it. They pick and choose on whoever can go back and forth. Um, but I get why it's there because then you're forced to use those people on certain shows. Because if you were smart, then you don't really need a split. Just spread the wealth out, all right? You're a smart person, Tony Khan. You can write down, all right, this week, this person's been on this show. So maybe two weeks he'll be on that show. And then spread it out like that. But I don't know. People seem like that's too hard to do. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think there's a right answer. I think, honestly, I think what he's saying is probably a good way to do it. I just, I don't know. I like the idea of them having a draft, but I, I, I get that he doesn't want to be like just like WWE because you know he reads everything on Twitter and he ain't gonna want to hear people saying, "Oh, they're just trying to be like WWE." But to me, that shit's entertaining. Like wrestling's wrestling, right? Like. There's only so many things you can do in wrestling without copying somebody else. I mean, fuck. The NWO was copied from fucking Eric Bischoff watching New Japan. You know what I mean? Like, and DX was copied from the NWO. Like, everything everything is everything. Like, sometimes you got to bite from the other people and just make it your own and make it better. Yeah. I mean, if they did it well, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But if they were all sloppy about it, which probably might end up happening and just keep it yeah all right ej let's take a break i gotta go well i don't want to say what i'm gonna do because it's kind of vulgar but i gotta go i go to the bathroom basically that's not vulgar at all i go to the bathroom and when we come back we will get into our power rankings we'll get into these new titles floating around the wwe and a lot of other stuff here on boot to the face stay tuned EJ, it's time for some power rankings. We gotta get a uh, we <laughs> we gotta get a sound for power rankings. Yeah, we gotta get a little intro for it since we've been consistent on uh, getting these power rankings out. And consistently, I'm going off the top of my head. This is this is the first week where I haven't wrote a list. I usually jot down something. I hadn't jot down anything this week. Well, let's do it. You want to go first? All right, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my number five, I'm going to go with Bailey. Nice. She qualified for the Miss Woman's Money in the Bank this past Friday. Um, I feel like they're in a little weird place when it comes to her and damage control because Dakota is injured. So, you know, they're kind of just cruising right now with the storyline. I feel like it's going to explode at some point between her and uh, EO Sky. But, you know, let's just see and wait. See what happens. Uh, so, yeah, I got her at number five. 
My number five is also in damage control, EO Sky, who also qualified. Mm. She did, didn't she? Yeah. Qualified on the same show. The genius of the sky. See, that I don't know uh, who's going to win the Miss Woman's Money in the Bank or Woman's Money in the Bank. I just told you, EO Sky. I don't know, man. Becky hasn't won one. I feel like they treat the woman's money in the bank a little bit different. For the men, they usually treat it with up-and-comers, but they're not afraid to put it on established women with the money in the bank. I mean, Carmella won it, and Nikki Cross won it, and... So did Charlotte, didn't Charlotte win? And no, Charlotte's never won. won. Charlotte's been cashed on the most out of any superstar ever, though. Didn't Sasha win and Bailey? Nope, Sasha's never won. Bailey's won. Uh, it was Carmella, Oscar, uh, Oscar's one, Nikki Cross's one. Uh, who did I just say? I just said somebody. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Liv, Liv won last. Yeah, year. Liv Morgan won. So it was Carmella, Oscar. Who won after Carmella? Was it no Bailey? Clue. I want to think it was Bailey that won the year after Carmella won. Um, yeah, because that was the year Becky had both belts, and I actually called in the talk of mania when they were taking call-ins, and I said they were going to do it like the Shield, only they were, because Sasha was at odds with WWE at the time, go figure, um, and I called in, and I was like, they're going to do it like the Shield, they're going to have all three members of the four horsewomen have the same title on the same night, so Becky actually wrestled twice, she beat Lacey Evans, and then Charlotte came out right after and challenged her for the fight then Lacey Evans cheated helped Charlotte win and they were jumping Becky and Bailey came out to help her and then cashed in on Charlotte so Charlotte was a champion for like seven minutes one of her title reigns yeah um Oscar though and Bailey they were pretty established Alexa Bliss she won one she definitely was still on the rise when she won it so you know I may be wrong. It's more been so people on the rise. They, you know, with the men's, I think Brock was the only person really to win it as established. To win it straight up, you know, Miz won it off of Otis. So. Miz is a two-time know. Money in the Bank guy. Uh, Rollins Miz. won. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they do do kind of up and coming. I think the women, though, they've done it. Fuck yeah. I just saw that at my Vegas just scored. Um I'm actually, I got the game playing over here on my MacBook. <laughs> hey, multitasking. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Um, but yeah, I think both fields this year don't have an established star in them. Besides, like Becky's in it, obviously. Um, and Bailey, I feel like Bailey's, Bailey's like a tick above the mid card but like right below the main event if that is it I feel like Bailey's like purgatory I don't think she's a main eventer but I think she's above the mid card see I feel different I feel like she's kind of in that Seth Rollins type role where you could you could when you need him to be he could be at the top of the card but he could fall back a little bit like he was for a little bit I mean the feud with Bailey and Bianca like stopped all of Bianca's momentum after she had got done feuding with Becky. The feud with Becky and Bailey when she came back stopped all of Becky's momentum from her return. Like, I think Bailey's like 
I wouldn't say that because I think she's been hampered by this weird way that they rolled out uh, damage control because remember how much of an all-star Bailey was during the pandemic when it was her and Sasha running? Oh, yeah, I do. I definitely do. But I think now that Sasha's gone and Bailey's left to fend for herself. Maybe right. Maybe she'd be better solo, though. So possibly, possibly. Um, so, <laughs> so I'll let say this. My number five is Eo Sky. <laughs> my number four, we just got done talking about it. The man, Becky Lynch, picked up another win versus uh, Chelsea Green this week. Um, honestly, I'm putting Becky on this list because I didn't put her on the list last week, I don't think. And the way she kept throwing Chelsea Green and fucking Sonya Deville into the, <laughs> into the guardrail is like... That's enough to keep her in my top five for like a month. Um, she just looks like. I don't want to say hot. I want to say like she just looks cooler now. Am I crazy? Like, I don't like her hair being as long as it is, Becky. But I think she's like found her look now instead of because like, she always changes it up. Like fucks with her makeup, fucks with her hair. I kind of like the short hair Becky that they had at WrestleMania, but I don't know. I think something about her now, like she's she's finding that man gimmick again now with the, with how she looks and carries herself now. I think she was kind of in between big time Becky and the man, and now I think now I think she's all in on it. She just looks like a badass now. I feel like she just went back to basics because I was kind of got another that goal. Like, Sorry. Yeah, because she got the long hair. I'm sure they're extensions, but yeah, just coming like out it. there, nothing extra, just going out there and talking shit, kicking ass. I really did like the way she looked when Bianca cut her hair off and she had that. Uh, the Kill Bill vibes. I don't even know. How I, don't, I had never liked the Kill Bill thing. I just meant like the little short curly hair she had. Like, I thought she looked like a badass with that. I think the extensions are a little much, but, you know, who, I, I still think she looks. Like a million dollars. Like, I think, honestly, it's time for them to fucking put her back. Like, get her done with this fucking Zoe Stark stuff. Get her done with Trish and put her back in the fucking title picture. Like, it's been over a year now. They never fucking keep Charlotte out this long. <laughs> this I motherfucker. We're coming up on almost exactly a year because they're having that SummerSlam. No, she lost the title at WrestleMania, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. The rematch happened at SummerSlam. You're right. Huh? I don't know. I mean, Rhea's cooking right now, so you could put her in the title picture, but I don't think she should necessarily go over. I just brought up Charlotte. <sighs> Charlotte just walked back in, has a match against Asuka. If Charlotte beats Asuka, I wouldn't be mad. If Becky Lynch cashes in on Charlotte, takes that title from her with help from a heel Bianca, because Bianca's gonna be pissed that she's. I'm gonna put a pin in that. We need to talk about Bianca before this show's over with. Um, so my number four is Becky Lynch. Who's yours? We need to, we need to talk about that whole Charlotte situation once we're done with power rankings, but. My number four is the same as your number four. I got Becky Lynch. Uh, she picked up a win against Chelsea. I feel like uh, her and Zoe had a weird back and forth. The crowd mm-hmm. being annoying 
as usual. I mean, well, Zoe's annoying. I don't mind them uh, putting Zoe in that spot. You know, they need new blood to get in there, but I think uh, Becky should squash her. They're doing a match at Money in the Bank, aren't they? Uh, no, she's in the Money in the Bank. Yeah, they're both yeah, in Money really in the Bank. A match between her and, what would they do the match between her and Zoe? That's why I think Becky's not going to win because Trish is going to cheat. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, EJ. I do appreciate your patience with wrestlers. Like, I'm like, I don't like Zoe Stark. I didn't like her in NXT. <laughs> I don't like her now. And you're kind of like, let's just chill out and like let them put her in a fucking big spot. And I, I kind of agree with you. I just don't like her. But I agree with your willingness to, like, give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest Zoe Stark fan, but she's pretty good in the ring. Um, it takes a lot for me to not like a wrestler. There's a lot of wrestlers out there that are just pretty neutral in my book. There's very few wrestlers like, yeah, that ain't it, Chief, which is one is Austin Theory. You know how I feel about it. Of him. all people. <laughs> but, yeah. A lot of wrestlers are usually pretty neutral until they do some dumb shit that I just don't like. But I'll give Zoe Stark a chance. If maybe she could elevate and rise and live up to her potential that they think she has since they drafted her. Who's your number three? I got my number three. I have your tag team champions, KO and Sami Zayn, with the win over Imperium defending their belts. <laughs> What do you think about this ridiculous? I know you say you like it because Kevin Owens, you haven't been the biggest fan, but you don't think it's a little bit over the top, him screaming every week? I like it. I, he just, he's had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. It's too many fucking people in here. Why are y'all all in my locker room right now? You all can't get a fucking title match. Go have a gauntlet match. I, I don't know. I think it's funny every time he does it because it, it's some shit I would do. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Why are these people here? I like it. He's kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit, but I feel like after a while, he may become a character, a caricature of himself. He can fucking go in the ring, though. True. I tell you what, I like Kevin Owens more than Sami Zayn by a uh, by a long way. Uh, I don't know. How I feel about that. I mean, I like Sami Zayn as a heel way better than. Oh, he was a, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally just about to say that. When him and KO were uh, a heel tag team, and he used to wear those fucking reading glasses out there, <laughs> that shit was so funny to that's, me. That was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right, them being attacked, especially a face tag team. Who do you think's going to turn on who first? They can't do it. KO turning on him again. Do a twist and make Sammy turn on him. I mean, Sammy technically turned on him when he joined the bloodline. And war games. Maybe just do a soft break up where they just, you know, go their separate ways. I don't know. Uh, so your number three was the tag champs. My number three, WWE United States Champion Austin Theory. Gets a win in the main event over Jay Uth. The main event of SmackDown. The most watched television show in North American pro wrestling. Austin Theory was in the main event and got the W over the most intriguing character in the most intriguing storyline in pro wrestling. I considered it, but I'm like, no, 
my soul can't bring me to put him on my list. So I'm glad you put him on your list. Everybody in their mama just knew Jay Uso was about to be the new U.S. champion. Man, that would have been so dope. Why didn't they pull a trigger? I was, I wanted him to win that belt so bad. Why didn't they do it? Because A-Town down. As a matter of fact, I think I saw Austin Theory and MJQ this weekend celebrating. <laughs> down there. With, with the U.S. belt. Yeah, with there. the title. Uh, that's my number three. My number two, the American Nightmare. You heard his music in the waiting room. Cody Rhodes gets the win over the Miz. Uh, I watched this match, and it just reminded me, Cody can wrestle when he wants to. Like, there's certain moves I don't like that he does. Like, all the little springboard stuff, the little Cody cutter I don't like. This motherfucker threw one of the best drop kicks when the Miz is coming off the rope. Like, he just does every little thing so good. And I'm telling you, that fucking entrance song, wow, ain't nothing like that right now. They can talk about that Jericho Judas shit all they want to. It's 35 people singing that shit when Jericho comes out. It's 15,000 people doing the woe for Cody. It ain't the same. I went back and watched, like, Cody's end of his AEW tenure. They really wasn't messing with my guy like that because I've seen if they did the same woe thing. No, they weren't. They weren't doing the woe thing. They really weren't. And... Yeah. I don't know. Like, AEW AEW fans are just, like, I don't understand why they turned on Cody the way they did. You know what I mean? Like, he cut a couple stupid-ass promos. I get it. Like, against Anthony Agogo. But there was no reason for them to turn on Cody the way they did. I mean. Cody built that goddamn company, EJ. If it wasn't for Cody, there wouldn't be no AEW. He kind of put himself in the box with that stupid he can't challenge for the world title thing so what he built the fucking company ej they all them all those little fucking AEW fans sit there and say oh we love AEW. if it wasn't for AEW, i wouldn't have any wrestling you know who you got to thank for that c-o-d-y cody fucking Rhodes. that's who and you sons of bitches booed him and now he's main event wrestle fucking mania in front of seventy thousand people because of y'all one of the main factors that the company exists. But he was the main factor. Besides Tony Khan's money. Bucks and They could have did it without the Bucks. They could have did it without Omega. Cody was the fucking spearhead behind all that. Cody was the brains. Those other guys are just a flip. Look at what they're doing now. You don't even notice the Young Bucks on TV right now. When's the last time the Young Bucks have been important in AEW? Hey, I'm not the biggest Bucks fan, so... No. You don't have to be. I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. When's the last time the Young Bucks have been important in AEW? Probably before Brawl Out. I don't know. I have no clue. But Brawl Out I mean, was the most notable thing they've done, and we didn't even fucking see it. But but I feel like they were you know big keys behind the scene because uh, you know they're them selling all that merch. By themselves were a factor by AEW's around. I mean, well. everybody in the Bullet Club was selling merch by themselves, though. Bullet Club was... I mean, also, next week, we need to talk about the Bullet Club. Bullet Club Japan? Gold? The Bullet Club. Impact? Yeah, we need to talk okay. about Bullet Club, because it is, it is... I don't know. Yeah, write that down, because... 
don't know if I have the same opinion that you have on that. I do. As far as Cody goes, I mean, so you just want him to get chaired regardless of what he does. He could just roll anything out there and you just want the fans to go along. I don't think he did anything that egregious to where they should have turned him the way they did. Because he couldn't be the world champion? No. You said this before. Yourself, he kind of comes in with uh, arrogance and why are you coming out there in three-piece suits? He's still doing that, though. Holier than thou art. Okay. But he's still doing it. He fans like it now, but they like it now. But wait till he gets the championship and let's see what happens after that. But you said it yourself. Like, sometimes Cody, you know, is going out there doing too much with the big words and the fancy suits. So what you're saying is AEW fans aren't smart enough to handle big words. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> Just punch the yell in the face. They don't want to hear all these big words. <laughs> just come out here and fight. I don't want to hear no fucking three syllable words. What's wrong with you? Yeah. They, they don't want to hear those words, and it's their choice if they want to use soap or not. Let them be. Mm. I don't even remember whose turn it is, EJ. This is it's, the longest fucking my, power rank segment ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn because I was going back and forth the way that I should put because you got Cody. I was going back and forth the way to put him at number two or number one. But I guess I'll put him at number two. Number two is Cody Rhodes. Got the win over Miz. I feel like Miz, man, he's just he's solid. He's just there to do work, man. He doesn't mm-hmm. cry, complain. He's going there. Let me do my match. He doesn't put on bad matches. I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Miz is like, Miz has the perfect wrestling career. If you don't want, if you don't want to be Stone Cold or The Rock or Ric Flair, you know, one of these like transcendent Mount Rushmore stars, and you just want to be a a big star, make a lot of money, and win a couple titles, Miz has the perfect fucking career. Two-time world champion, two-time Money in the Bank winner, always on TV. Does all the press they want him to do. Makes a shitload of money. Married a fucking French supermodel, basically, that was a wrestler. What is there not to like? Got his own reality shows. Multiple ones. Has a mansion. A couple of them, actually. Because every TV show, he went from L.A. to fucking Austin, Texas. I think he's like, in Nashville now, maybe. Yeah, like what? Who wouldn't want to have the Miz's career? He might not have won a match since like 2020, but who gives a fuck? I feel like they put him on a weird hot streak where he got the championship back. And I'm like, all right, we did what we needed to do. Back to the mid car. But one thing about Cody, though, is what are they doing with this this little uh, cast that he got on his arm? I mean, they said he broke his arm. He can't just take it off. I feel like I know, obviously, he doesn't have it. Okay, so, all right, so he's going to win his cast in the match. If you're Miz, why don't you just stomp the shit out of his arm? I don't care if it's titanium on it, allegedly. Miz is, arm, Miz is too busy that. eating a drop After cake. They tease it a little bit in the match, but if you were really smart, you keep going after it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know that's just me nitpicking. Um, number one, uh, and still your... Uh, International champion for AEW, Orange Cassidy. That was my match of the week. 
That's my number one also, Orange Cassidy. Uh, we talked about it earlier. The guy's just putting on fucking five-star match after five-star match. After, every, every fucking week is fucking two things, three things you can count on. Like they say, death taxes and Orange Cassidy defending the fucking international title on Dynamite and stealing the show. I like the little storyline they have. I don't think where, you can take that. Go ahead. I was saying I, I like the storyline they have of him defending the title too much and how he's banged up. And they're basically setting it up for him to lose, but he keeps fucking winning. Yeah. You never know. I feel like to be unpredictable, they probably need to let him drop it at a dynamite just to keep you guessing. But the work he's been putting in, I don't think you should take the belt off him until a big pay-per-view, maybe all out. He deserves to go out on a big venue. I don't even think that... I, I can't even imagine who would take it from. Honestly, I'd have Miro squash him on collision. I wouldn't be mad at that. It's got to be the first collision, though. It can't be some yeah. random collision. I'm think. talking this Saturday night. I'd have him do an open challenge, him come out and say, I'll fight anybody, and I'd have Miro come out and just fucking beat him in three minutes. Kind of how Brody Lee did I Cody. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. That's a good idea, actually. Um, speaking of titles, WWE has two new championships with the women's undisputed title, which makes no fucking sense, and the women's world title. Uh there's a lot of mixed reactions with fans and stuff on social media, EJ. I, like I said in our Discord, I like it. I like that the titles look just like the men's titles. I don't think they should look different. I think they should be just like UFC. UFC's titles, the women and men's titles, all look the same. They don't have to be, this is a women's title, put a fucking butterfly on it like they used to do the Divas title. Like, make it girly. It's a fucking combat championship. These women are out here fighting just like the fucking men are. Give them the same fucking title. Call them the world champion. And let's fucking go. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's dope that, you know, they mirror their male counterparts. Only thing I was annoyed about is it, about the fact that it leaked. Like, I wish there just would have been a surprise just to see, you know, them come out with the belt that looked like Romans and the belt that looked like. Uh, Seth, I just didn't like how it leaked out because I don't have a problem with it. I mean, people are always up in arms about it looks the same. It looks the same. Like, get a life. You design something, then I bet it wouldn't look good at all. I don't think there's a like. I don't think there's a problem with how they look. And I was one of the first people that was bitching, not bitching, but like critical of the world title when I saw it the first time. But now that I've seen it. Like, actually not sitting on a fucking table, you know, and it's actually being held up and being worn. I think it looks a lot better. And honestly, I think I think Rhea's title for the women's title, I think I think that's a dope fucking title for a women's wrestler. I don't know if it's the fact that Rhea had it and she put it on, but she looked like a fucking badass with that belt on. It's just the total package, man. Like you said, that belt complements her too. She just looks like a star. 
but like you said, it still doesn't make sense why they call they call the women's the undisputed when you literally have a, another champion. They got all those writers in the room. I mean, since they, I don't think they should have introduced those two new titles in the first place. They should have just they should have just split that universal title up. But I digress. Um, why don't you just roll it back up? Just call it the WWE Championship again, and just you know since have it uh the universal merge into it and just keep you know uh acknowledging roman's uh original title when he won the universal title and just keep just call it the wwe title again i don't get what's so hard about that i feel like i've read somewhere that once he loses it they will uh do away with the universal lineage they're just keeping it for his his reign is you know a thousand days blah 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 okay that's fine right but then don't call him the universal, I mean, the undisputed champion anymore. Just call him the fucking WWE champion. They can write that on the belt, WWE champion, right? And Michael Cole can say, he's still the WWE undisputed champion. And then when the next motherfucker beats him, they're the WWE champion. That way you don't have Roman Reigns and whoever beats him. And Asuka running around with a title that says undisputed title. When there's literally another fucking world champion that's going to show up in three nights on Monday Night Raw. It, that That's literally disputed. You, you literally explain how they should do it. <laughs> Just call it the WWE title. What's so hard about that? WWE Just Women's Champion. WWE World Women's okay. Champion. WWE Champion. WWE world champion like it ain't fucking complicated man I don't know why they're they're just trying to what's gonna happen is when Roman loses they're gonna take the undisputed off and they're gonna make a brand new belt and they're gonna make a brand new belt for fucking Oscar or whoever the women's champion is and they're gonna sell them all they're doing is selling these fucking replica belts for motherfuckers yeah. like me that like collecting them yeah more money for their pockets basically some money grab but I mean, you can't knock them if there's going to be people out there buying them. You ain't going to find me slipping, though, buying one of them. Just for them to have another title come out in three months. Speaking of uh, the WWE Undisputed Women's Champion, Asuka, she got her new belt on Friday and was immediately challenged by the returning Charlotte Flair. Now, the segment before that, if you didn't see it, was Bianca asking about her rematch and Scrap Daddy was basically like, yeah, whatever. Fine, you got your rematch. Charlotte comes out, immediately gets a rematch, or not even a rematch, immediately gets a title match in three weeks. Bianca's backstage basically saying, the bitch cheated, (laughs) you're not giving me a rematch, and now you're just going to let Charlotte walk in and get a match. I see this going only one way. I see Bianca turning heel by cheating, and costing Charlotte the title. But my issue with this is Charlotte's not a babyface. Charlotte's the most hateable women's wrestler in the world. She gets a reaction when she comes out because she's Ric Flair's daughter. I know Busted Open might not agree with me with that. That's the fucking truth. Everybody likes to woo when Charlotte comes out. When she comes back, it's always a big deal because she leaves. And then after about two or three weeks... Her cutting the same fucking promo over and over and over again. People realize, oh, that's right. Charlotte sucks. And they start booing her again. 
there's no way that a heel Bianca versus a babyface Charlotte is going to work. It ain't necessarily going to be Becky turning heel on Charlotte, but it'll be fucking close. I mean, in this instance, it would be justified for Bianca turning heel. Kind of like <laughs> it was for Becky. I mean, Charlotte to jump line like that? It's the same thing. It's the same fucking storyline. You're right. It's the same storyline. And what, when are we going to stop with this Charlotte? I don't even want to say experiment because you were a 15-time champion. But when are we going to stop? Dick riding Charlotte like this. Like you said earlier, if uh, Charlotte wins it again, somebody should cash in that money in the bank on her immediately. You know, I wouldn't be mad if Dana Brooke cashed in on her at this point, man. That's how much I don't want to see another Charlotte reign. I wouldn't be mad about Dana Brooke being on TV more. (laughs) I don't know for what purposes, but I kind of do actually know why. But She's a good wrestler. What are you talking about? Dana Brooke? Fuck yeah. Dana Brooke's a good wrestler. She's better than Zoe Stark. Okay, man. If, if you say so. Uh, but yeah. Like you said, Charlotte is not a baby face. Like you said, all they like is the Wu chance. I don't know why they're trying to fit uh, round peg into a square hole. It's not ever gonna work with Charlotte being a face she's just a natural heel like some people are just lifelong heels and what compelling does she say on the mic where she is like convincing that the people to like her she just has RBF man like the fact that she came out and Scrap Daddy told her you gotta get in line and she said I don't get in line I am the line like that right there is a heel thing to say she basically said, fuck everybody else. Like, I know I lost the title and I threw a hissy fit for three months. Well, now I'm back and I want a title back. I don't know. I got a question for you, though. Like, how come rarely they do complete overhaul for a lot of the women's gimmicks? See it a lot with the men. But, I mean, you got Nikki, ASS, she did it. And I don't know what they're doing with uh, Lacey Evans. Seems like she has a new gimmick every week. But besides that, it's never been like a complete overhaul of gimmicks. I feel like that would suit Charlotte. Let's see her range. Let's see what kind of chop she has because this ain't it, Chief. She she can't. She's Charlotte Flair. Like, that's her, that's her gimmick, right? She's Ric Flair's daughter. You've seen Becky change from, you know. Last kicker to big time back. Well, but, even before know. the last kicker, she was that fucking Irish dancing Becky in NXT, oh, and then she tough. came out with the steampunk shit, and then she went to the last kicker thing, and then she went to the man, and then she changed. Sasha changed. She evolved. Yeah. Bailey evolved. Like Bailey all these has, women yeah. evolved, except for Charlotte. She's the same fucking character. The only thing that's evolved is like all the work she's had done. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, you said I tell you what, Charlotte can dress though. Yeah, this ain't a beauty contest. I ain't talking about that. I'm just saying, like, she's got really good style. Yeah, she can dress, but 
That As my man Seahawk would say on Twitter, street clothes Charlotte is the best Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. We ain't had to look at her clothes. It's about what she does in the ring and what she does on the mic. Well, you got to look like a star. It's like Cody comes out in the suits. Ric Flair came out in the suits. You know, Lashley comes out looking like a million dollars. Like, you can have a woman in wrestling that comes out, like, dressed like that. I mean, it's fine and dandy that she dresses well, but so does Becky. Yeah, I don't think Becky dresses well. I shouldn't say she well. Be- she doesn't dress like put together. Like, she doesn't dress like she's a, a star. She dresses, she's like the Steve Austin of the women's division, where he's wearing fucking jorts <laughs> and fucking <laughs> and boots and a black vest, right? Like, that's that's how she dresses. I feel like she was styling on when she was big time back. Come on, man. She was out there looking like Elton John. So does her husband. Exactly. Um, you know, Char- fucking Becky Stone Cold, Charlotte's The Rock. Don't ever be smirch the great name of the great one like that and call Charlotte The Rock. I know. It hurt me to say it, too. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, ooh. No. That didn't age well. I don't know. This still, I feel like they're not going to pull the trigger. It's too obvious for them to put the belt back on Charlotte. I feel like they're going to go in a different direction. No, nah, Bianca's definitely going to cost her the match. Let's hope so. Yeah, it'll be a it'll it'll be a uh, Bianca versus Charlotte feud going forward. And I don't think I don't think Becky's winning the Money in the Bank. Like I said, I think Eo's going to win. I think EO will probably cash in on Asuka at uh, SummerSlam. Just a straight-up match. Like, I'm not going to cash in on you. I want to fight you. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that, but can they actually let the women's money in the bank holder actually hold it for some time instead of cashing it immediately? SummerSlam, that's pretty close. That's only for her having it for a month. I mean, Carmella had it for a while. She she. She yeah, had it she from Money it in the Bank, it. and she cashed it in the day after WrestleMania. That was the only. That was the last time they did it, and that was the first winner. I guess technically second winner because they messed it up with James Ellsworth. Yeah, because uh, Alexa Bliss literally cashed it in the same night. Bailey cashed it in the same night. Nikki Cross cashed it in, I think, the night after she won. Oscar uh, never got to cash it in because Becky was pregnant, so she just got the fucking title the next night. Uh, Liv Morgan cashed it in the same night last year. You're right. Like, there's Carmella's the only women's money in the bank winner that's like carried around the briefcase with the threat of it. Honestly, I feel like nobody's done that for a while now, men or women. Mm, Biggie, Biggie had it for a little for bit. a couple months, maybe. Austin Theory had it for a minute, and then he cashed in the fucking U.S. title and lost. It's fucking stupid. Watch fucking Santos Escobar win it and him and Rey Mysterio cash in on fucking <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh my goodness. I mean, now you got, now you got to be thinking about, yeah, they could cash it in on anything. They might waste it on the tag belts. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Doesn't make sense, but they would try to make it sense, make it make sense somehow. All right, EJ, we got, uh, we're coming to a close on the show. We got to talk about Mercedes, and we got to talk about MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, 
um, the Mercedes topic you put in here. Yeah. I don't know where you were going with it, so enlighten me on what you were talking about. No, the, I don't know if we already talked. We might have already talked about this last week, but the reports are out that Tony Khan was in deep negotiations to bring her to uh, Forbidden Door this year, but you know the injury kind of sidelined that. I don't know her contractual obligation to New Japan, so what does her future look like with? You know, wrestling overseas or uh, domestic. Now that this injuries happen, does that like take it way off track, or is that still a possibility for her to wrestle in the U.S. Uh, whenever she recovers from that injury? I honestly don't know. I don't know what um, like AEW and WWE both have clauses in their contract where if you're hurt, they can tack on your injury time to the end of your contract. I don't know if her contract with New Japan does that, but I do know if she was able to come wrestle for AEW for Forbidden Door and stuff like that, she probably has a contract with New Japan that says, I can go do whatever I want. Like, I'm I'm not exclusive to y'all. Y'all are my home base, but if I want to go visit somewhere else, I can. I think she's probably got a contract like that. What I want to know is how broken is her broken ankle? Because there's a hairline fracture and there's like popping through the skin. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, which one does she have? Is it something that's going to heal in two or three months and she's going to show up because people don't know that she's actually healthy? Or is she going to be on the shelf for like six to nine months? I think that's the beautiful thing about wrestling is if you keep your lips lips shut you could actually surprise people and exactly pop up when you least expect it um you think she would come back this year you think that's a possibility of her coming back this year or you say she comes back next year I hon- honestly AEW ring? i think we might see her at all in let's hope so man i want to see her state side man so you got the prediction of her coming in at all in i want to I want to say that'll happen too. I'm just having my fingers crossed because the injury gods, you know, didn't look down on us because I feel like she would have came back definitely at Forbidden Door. And, you know, sometimes when injuries like that happen, you never see that happen, like a chance for that to happen again. So maybe we don't see her in an AEW ring ever. I hate I hate that, um, honestly. I'm knowing that she was supposed to be at Forbidden Door it's like, was that a domino effect? Was her injury the reason Chris Statlander beat Jade? Maybe, yeah. Probably, actually, now that you said that. Or was she supposed to fight Jade at Forbidden Door? Like, she would have had the she would have had the New Japan Strong Championship, and she could have put that on the line versus Jade's TBS Championship. She would have been printing money with that, man. I mean, we'll probably never know the fucking answer, right? Like, who's going to tell you that, yeah, that was the plan? But I feel like the the lack of just, she's really good on social media, right? Like, she stays kind of grounded, but she'll let you in. And I feel like the lack of anything regarding her injury tells me it's a broken ankle, but it's not like broken, broken. 
Maybe it's a little bit more serious than a hairline fracture, but it's not as serious as like her foot was hanging off the bone. I don't know. Some some something about all this is telling me she's gonna be at all in. Oh, so I feel like though, if it's you know somewhere in the middle, her uh, foot might have not been hanging off the bone, but it might not just been a hairline. I feel like she wouldn't rush it, even if it's you know kind of somewhere in the middle. She's gonna make sure she's close to 100% and is all in a close enough timetable for her to come back. I, we hope so. I mean, we need to see her in front of 60,000 fans at Wembley, man. That'd be the bee's knees. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping she's all right first and foremost, and then definitely hoping we get to see her on TV for AEW because trying to watch it for New Japan, it's like I got to watch it two days later and chances are I've already seen who won on Twitter. Like, I found out she lost her title on Twitter before I even saw the fucking match. And honestly, if I would have watched that match and saw her lose, it would have popped the shit out of me. Like, I'd have been shocked that she lost that match she lost her title in. Yeah. Apparently they called it in the ring for her. No, I'm not talking about against... uh, a willow? Not willow. A I'm talking about when she she lost the New Japan Women's Championship. She she lost that? Yeah, she lost it in her second to last match she wrestled. She lost it. I'm sorry, not third to last match because it was a tournament, the other one. But yeah, she lost that New Man. Japan Women's Championship. It's so hard for me to keep up with uh, New Japan because they're so much behind when they show an impact, man. But whenever I do get to watch it, I enjoy it. But like you said, it's, it's so hard. Damn, Florida just scored. Oh, what's the score now? Two to one, Vegas. They just started the second period. Yeah. It's gonna come down to the wire with that, but yeah, I just want to touch on that a little bit. Uh, the other topic you put into the chat was MJF and Adam Cole, baby. So. They finally kicked this feud off last week. MJF and Adam Cole, baby. And you got a a lot of people online chirping about them using using too much insider information and using too much dirt sheet information. How do you feel about that? You feel like that's out of bounds? Or that's fair play? Because I don't see why people are whining about it so much. About MJF talking about him being skinny and uh, uh, Adam Cole talking about steroids and whatnot. Oh, it's low-hanging fruit. That's a lot of complaints I've been hearing about it. I mean, is MJF on steroids? I don't think I don't think AEW has a wellness policy. <laughs> yeah, like do do we know one way? As far as like MJF making fun of Adam Cole's body, who gives a fuck, right? Like whatever. Like, he is built like a bag of glue, you know? Um, But but the guy can still go. MJF is fucking probably on HGH. Is that steroids? Not really. Um, I don't think they went to... (laughs) Of all promos in AEW, I don't think this one was, like, egregiously behind the scenes. They've done some shit in AEW that's just like, 
if you're not watching Being the Elite, reading Dave Meltzer's newsletter, and fucking hanging out in Tony Khan's bathroom, you have no clue what they're talking about. They've had plenty of shows like that and promos like that. I don't think this was one of them. I actually enjoyed this back and forth. But Okay, well, this is something you brought up in the past. How do you feel about MJF bringing up WWE again? I mean, yeah, that's kind of tired. Like, we get it. Your contract's up, quote unquote, right? Like, you could easily go to WWE. We get it. But you know what you won't be able to do in the WWE? The shit that makes you popular in AEW. <laughs> you can't do that kind of shit in WWE. Last time he was in WWE, he was playing security for Samoa Joe. Uh, they still got those three shots floating around there. Um, I did think I that know. the um, the thing about him being a manager for Keith Lee... I thought that was kind of lame because that was a online rumor or whatever. But yeah, that's another thing. I, that's another thing I wanted to bring up that too. That they were saying that's low hanging fruit. But I do feel like MJF is like the not millennial. Like what? What are these guys called that are younger than millennials? Gen Z. I feel like MJF is a Gen Z wrestler. He reads Twitter. He's on social media. He uses shit that he sees on social media in his promos. I don't mind that at all because that's where the world's going. Every every wrestling fan of AEW is on Twitter. Every wrestling fan of WWE is probably not. It's probably a small percentage. But AEW fans are all on Twitter. They all have a podcast, right? They all have a neck beard, the majority of them. <laughs> they read all that shit. So when MJF says that, it gets a pop from them because they've all seen it. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I I kind of get what you're saying, what you said in the past about, you know, they always got WWE's name in their mouth. But what's up? Like, why after WCW went out of business that WWE feels like they're so beneath mentioning other wrestling companies? I feel like that's spicy. That you know, I guess people going because it's putting a shine on the other company. But still, that's like I don't know. I like I like it because if you go back and watch the Attitude Era, both companies used to mention each other all the time. <laughs> WCW was on par with WWE though. WWE looks at AEW like they're beneath them. That old saying, an elephant never swats at flies. That's why. But 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 why though? Like, if you know you that guy, then like. Then why bring why bring them up by mentioning them? Why even fucking put their name in your mouth? Like they're beneath you. Mm, you know? know, you're King Joffrey Jofer, right? These are fucking semi. <laughs> These are the motherfucking rose petals throwers, right? Like, why even say it? Why even? I don't know. And which? And to WWE's defense, which I don't want to defend them, they have Sami Zayn literally was in the ring talking about AEW. Cody talked about AEW. They they did it at the very beginning before like AEW 
had a TV deal or really was a thing, you know, you had Hunter going on there and then, like you said, Sami Zayn, but that was, what, 2019? Early 2019 that? Yeah, I, I mean, know. Cody's talked about him multiple times. He hadn't said it by name, but he's talked, like, if you know, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's funny when you do little slick. You don't have to mention them by name, but if you do, like, little slick things and acknowledge that, you know, we got competition out there, but we're those people, so it doesn't matter if we mention them. Because we're bigger than them. Just to not act like competition out there, that's how the kingdom crumbles, even though WWE is nowhere close to crumbling. But I was going to say, it seems to be working what they're doing. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just... I feel like AEW spends too much time talking about WWE. Like, we get it. It gets a cheap pop. But you've been around for four years now. It's time to get over the whole, oh, I'll just go to WWE part of your promo. Like, if you were going to go to WWE, you'd have went by now because it's been four years. Like, if they wanted you, they would have came and got you, i.e. Cody. I feel like MJF is only really the person that still does it consistently like that now. A lot of them used to do it, you know, two, three years ago, a lot more. But I feel like MJF is a WWE guy. He'll eventually get over there. Um, We talked about Collision debuting this coming Saturday, EJ. This will the next show we have, Collision will, will have come and gone. Um do you feel like there'll be any kind of surprises on Collision this week? Uh that's a that's a good question, man. I say no. You think it's just gonna be I mean? a run of the mill show. And what I mean by that is I feel like it's going to be semi-surprises with stuff that they've teased for. I feel like you probably get a Miro sighting. You'll get, uh, what's the guy's name? So Miro was, uh, no, I was thinking about uh, Andrade. Sky. What's that? Andrade. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> you'll, get it, you'll get Miro, Andrade, Scorpio Sky. I mean, but you know, I wouldn't met a Scorpio that. Sky. He's been gone almost a year. Uh, yeah, Scorpio guys, that Scorpio Sky's that guy. I feel like his TNT title wasn't long enough. I thought, uh, honestly, I I kind of still feel this way. I thought he would have been the first black uh, AEW champion. Mm. I, mean, I need to touch on that on a different show because it hadn't really been. Pushing black wrestlers like that on the, as far as the men go. I was gonna say the women they have, but the men, yeah, they only get they only get to a certain level. I feel like Will Hobbs is a good candidate for that. I feel like Swerve is a good candidate for it. What are you doing with Keith Lee? I don't think Keith Lee's a good candidate for it. You never uh, been really a big Keith Lee fan though. I was. I was in NXT. In NXT, I loved Keith Lee. I really did. I. You didn't like, like Bearcat Keith Lee? Nah. Bask in my glory. That Keith Lee, that was my guy. Bask in my glory. Bask in my glory, Keith Lee was a man. This fucking guy they got now, Keith Lee? I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that. Phantom of the Opera, Keith Lee? Nah. But You just, you just skipped over Bearcat Keith Lee? <laughs> as, as I should. <laughs> uh, 
It ain't entirely AEW problem. But yeah, between Hobbs and Scorpio Sky and Swerve, like and Ricky Starks, they got plenty of fucking options to have a Black World Champions, rather than not they pulled the trigger on it. I feel like Ricky Starks would probably be the highest on that list to do it, but they kind of cooled him down again for some reason after MJF title uh, shot. I feel like Starks can be easily fucking heated up again though. Like, yeah, he can. He's one. Of the, he's like a Seth Rollins. I feel like he yeah. can just kind of coast, and you can just have him there waiting. And when you need a really good world champion that the people can get get around, you fucking heat him up and put the title on him. I really do. I think he's that fucking good, and he's young. You just gotta lean into him being that sympathetic, you know, overcomer of the odds. If just to heat him back up, like you said, it wouldn't be hard to do that. It's just this is a clusterfuck at the top as far as contenders go with AEW. No. Hopefully they source itself out, man. Yeah. They got a big show coming up, so I'm hoping they come up with storylines that make sense going into 65, 70,000 in Wembley. I think Collision won't have a surprise per se, but I think a lot of the fallout from the first collision will lead towards all in. A lot of matches for all in will basically be put in place at collision. Goal. Oh. Oh. Looks like your Vegas Golden Knights. But uh I was gonna say, so you think Punk is gonna have you know the biggest surprise in the show or are you taking the field with something else? being the biggest story of it. I I said earlier I thought it'd be Adam Cole versus MJF. I, I think it might be a three-way. I think Punk's going to be in the world title match at All In. So either Cole loses before All In and it's just Punk and MJF or it's going to be a three-way with those three in it. I don't want to see that. What they need to do now that Punk is back, he should be wrestling. Punk's just fight Omega at All In. Well, if they were smart, they would do that. Yeah. But give us fucking Punk and Omega. They should not be rolling this guy out every week to wrestle as well. He's made out of paper mache. Give us Punk and Omega. You know, like, cut the the shit, as Jay Cargill would say. (laughs) <laughs> Give us fucking Punk and Omega. Quit fucking around. Like, we don't know how long Punk's gonna be around anymore. The guy's fragile as fuck. Give it to us at all in. When is all in? In the August, early September. I say do that as well, but feel I would like uh for them to start the story. Like four months in advance, just have that build up. But I wouldn't be mad if they had it at Wembley. You ain't got that kind of time with Punk. He gets hurt like every third appearance. That's what I'm saying. Don't have him wrestle every week like dummies. He gets hurt when he doesn't wrestle. He jumped in the fucking crowd and got hurt, EJ. That was just stupid of him. I don't know. I'm hearing that uh, Danielson is helping with the 
creative with Collision. So maybe he'll be a louder voice in uh, Tony's ear. There's literally another goal by Vegas. There was literally two guys for Florida skating around with no fucking puck, no stick in their hand. <laughs> what, what, what period is it? It's in the second period. Two guys drop their fucking hockey sticks, and they're just fucking skating around trying to play defense without a hockey stick. So, of course, Vegas fucking tapped that ass just now. Four to one, Las Vegas. That's what that's what happens when you play in Florida. You adopt the mindset of the people from that state. <laughs> oh, wow. That goal was so lucky. It bounced off another guy. Oh, no, it didn't bounce off his skate. He did a fucking between-the-legs pass. That was incredible. I've become a hockey fan, EJ. Ruckus, I'm going to say Ruck is the biggest hockey fan now. I really am. I'm gonna have to. Jo- I'm gonna have to join fucking Jay's hockey league next year. Man, you could, uh, you know, I could live vicariously through you because you're not gonna join. You're not gonna sign up for the fantasy league, EJ. I'm good. But no, shout out to the Vegas Golden Knights. Like they're gonna get their first Stanley Cup. It's not their first. It'll be their second. They haven't won it yet. They yeah. went to this. They won it their first fucking year. No, they went to the finals. They didn't win it. No, they won, and then they went to the finals another year. No, look it up. Okay. I'll look it up right now. They didn't win it. Vegas Knights Stanley Cup wins. They went to the finals, but they didn't win it. Oh, they didn't. You're right. You're absolutely right. My bad. Got over that hump. That's still a quick time because they only been in the league for like four years. Six years. years. Oh, six years. <clears throat> yeah, they got there in that. 2017. Hey, Vegas is popping. Vegas is about to be title town. They got the A's coming there, and then they'll have an NBA team by the end of the decade. Damn, I thought they won it all once. Mm-hmm. This is even they better. The final. They really got to give me a ring now. About to get it, man. They are spanking that ass. I love that they wore their gold jerseys tonight. Uh, you got anything you else you want to hit, EJ, before we get up out of here? Nah, man, we hit a bunch of stuff tonight. Nothing on my end. Shout out to Killer Kelly. I still got to finish watching Against All Odds. I just didn't have enough time. I'm going to watch it. I just opened Instagram. So that's why we're shouting out Killer Kelly. Yeah, the match with uh, Masha this past weekend. I still haven't watched it yet. So uh, no no spoiler alerts for anybody online. Don't spoil it for me for any interactions I have on social media. Killer Kelly. She is literally like... Uh, It's like a, how do I put this delicately? <laughs> she like, she, <laughs> I don't, I'm not even going to say it. I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> we'll save that for behind the scenes. She like, 
she uses the fact that she's really hot, but like really like dark and like she'll kill you also. <laughs> Literally killer Kelly. I don't know. I like I like the whole package she's got. I would love her in I mean, Impact's a good place for her. I love her in AEW, though, because she can wrestle, too. Um, her entrance is fucking phenomenal. Uh, Instagram game is really good. She puts a lot of work and effort into her uh, her look for different matches. Like, the Freddy Krueger look, I think, was phenomenal when I went and saw them in Atlanta. Um, she's one of my favorites, really, Killer Kelly. She's been yeah. one of my favorites for a couple years. Killer Kelly and uh, it used to be B Priestley. I can't think of what her name is now in NXT. Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport and Jamie Press. Jamie Presley. Jamie Hayter. Those three women, like four or five years ago, were like on the list of women that I went out of my way to watch wrestle, and I'm glad to see the three of them like prospering right now. Yeah, man, I'm a big Killer Kelly fan. It's just, I don't know. It's just something about her. I don't know what it is. She's got the, like, the intangibles. Um, but I think, actually, she'd be better served in NXT. And then, I don't know, her. I feel like her, gim- uh, her gimmick is best suited for WWE, NXT, and then move her up to WWE. That's why I was saying AEW. I think AEW would let her be herself. And still kind of have her gimmick. I think WWE yeah, would, would try to tone her down a little bit, you know. Well, yeah. If that's the case, if WWE is gonna mess with it and tone it down, then yeah, she'd be better in AEW. But if they let her be herself, then you know that type of production with WWE, like her interest with that production, would be that, that'd be fucking ridiculous. That's all I got, EJ. You got anything else? No, that's all I got, man. Like, uh, thanks for all the listeners out there, and you know, support us on our other platforms. Rucker on Eighty Proof, me on Haymaker MMA. Nunez retired this week. I saw. Yeah, she did. Y'all got a lot to talk about this week on Haymaker. Yeah, we did. So check that out. We talk about that. She's the goat. Maybe she'll cross over in the WWE. You think she's the best women's fighter of all time? Oh, Hmm. not even close. It's not even close. Even with what Rousey did. Rousey is more of a pioneer. But as far as like in the cage, Rousey is not even close. I could I could agree with that and I could like if somebody wanted to argue Rousey, I could see their point too, but I could definitely see your point also. I mean, Rousey has less losses, but when push comes to shove and Rousey's back against the wall, she quit. So, but you know, that'd be fun. Uh, since Nunez is retired, bring in Nunez, the WWE. <laughs> Remember when they bought Kane in for Brock for a little bit? They should do that. <laughs> but Nunez, fucking, she's the list of people like Rousey beat people, but besides Misha Tate, like, who did she beat? That's exactly. Anna Nunez beat everybody. She beat Tate. She made Tate quit. She Misha Tate had the world title, and she made her quit in that match. Not quit like tap out. She made her be like, 
I don't think I need to fight no more. <laughs> and Misha Tate had to take years off, go have kids and shit like that. And now, Misha Tate's my favorite female MMA fighter of all time. Like, that's, that's, I'm a fucking cupcake fan, right? I wanted her to beat Rousey so bad. This woman beat Rousey. She beat Tate. She beat Cyborg. Uh, beat the shit out of Cyborg, right? She beat Holly Holm. She beat, beat Holly Holm, who beat, who beat Rousey. She beat Valentina Shevchenko, who's considered the best in the flyweight division. She beat her twice. I mean, I don't think it's a debate. Yeah, I think the I think the resume tells you that she's the best of all time. But I think what Rousey did puts her up. I I think it's more like a one A one B type thing. I think you can't undercut what Rousey did for that sport and that division. But I think resume versus resume, Nunez is the best female combat fighter of all time. Rousey put women's MMA on the map at a time where Dana White said there would never be women that fight in the UFC. If there was no Ronda Rousey, there'd be no Nunez. Put it like that. That's fair. But you don't get credit for inspiring people to be better than you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Nunez is just Head and shoulders above everybody else. She's just not as marketable for whatever reason as Rousey was. Yeah, and Rousey's putting the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships back on the map. Gina Carano was trash, Admire. She was hot. Don't get me wrong. I watched all her fights, but as soon as Cyborg whooped her ass, that was it for her. Yeah. And then she went to Hollywood and fucking went crazy with her MAGA stuff and got kicked out of Hollywood. Like, she could have been huge in the Star Wars multiverse or whatever and got kicked off of that because she couldn't keep her fucking mouth shut. Cyborg beat her ass and sent her packing. <laughs> Misha, I'm Misha Tate, but fucking Karana was hot, though. She still is. I feel like Rousey kind of piggybacked off of Karana. My God, Vegas just scored again. Yeah, it's over. It's a route. <laughs> uh, Rousey picked me back off of Carano's. Of, of because Carano was like the Rousey before Rousey. And yeah, Rousey but. actually piggybacked off that. And Rousey was actually good for a time. I was going to say Rousey was hot, but she could actually fight. Carano couldn't really fight. She was just there. Carano wasn't good. She was And she she never even made it like to UFC. She was on like. Uh, what was that shit she was on? Strike, she was in Strike Force. Strike Force. It was legit. She just wasn't there long enough for there to be a UFC before she retired. Y'all gotta have me on Haymaker MMA and talk, talk women's fighting. Come on, you're welcome. Come on anytime you want to. It won't. I won't be talking about fighting. I'll just talking about like who I think is hot and. <laughs> We'll do pound for pound hot list. Yeah, I'll give my top ten like hottest female fighters of all time. And we'll get canceled. That'd be the last haymaker. That'll be the most rated, the highly rated, because people start Google searching. Spoiler alert, fucking Paige Van Zant to the top of the list. She's up there. They go either way, either they love it or they hate it and try Black to Widow, uh what's her name? I only know her because she was one of Bobby Lashley's girls when he brought her out during the COVID, COVID. era. Yeah. She, I check this out. Came out with that she's a, she's an MMA fighter. She fights for MMA, and she bangs on OnlyFans. Really? Yeah. Well, 
I have something to research. Covered in tattoos, Admire. Admire Admire probably likes she's covered in tattoos. Hey, I have something to research now. Thanks for that. Admire says, hey, Maker, MMA is number 85 for MMA podcast on Apple. That's pretty fucking good. Hey, wow. Hey, he told me something I didn't know. Boots to the Face got number one, one, one year on, uh, one week on, oh, what's the platform that rates everybody? I can't remember the name of the website, but it rates like all the top podcasts. We got number one, one week, and I posted that shit everywhere. We beat out Talk is Jericho. We beat out, uh, I think this was before all the Conrad podcasts. That's how long ago it was. But we beat out Talk is Jericho. We beat out JR's podcast and something else. We got number one for a week, and I was like, we fucking made it. <laughs> hey, let's, let's get back to that. Fuck yeah. All right, EJ, let's get the fuck up out of here. We went almost two hours, man. Who does hey. a two-hour wrestling podcast? Hey, we're just giving the people what they want. More content. All right, EJ, if you got any shout-outs, give them now. If not, we'll get up out of here. Yeah. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Admire. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to you. Shout out to those Las Vegas Golden Knights. Up five to one right now. Three games to one. Stanley Cup Finals. I fucking love it. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boots of the Face. Twitch.tv slash Boots of the Face. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass.